What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week for our first live Loud Thumbs podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Nick, and this is the place for news, reviews, games, and brews. And over there on the other guy with me. Hey, I'm your other host, Josh. Ready for uh, the first live one, man. That's a, that's a bit crazy. bit crazy, yeah. So uh, you'll be able to tune in and see all of the uh, the screw-ups beforehand. So we had some audio techni- technical difficulties. <laughs> Um, first time using this sort of software, um, spent several hours working on it. Did not realize, uh, a lot of the base has to stay the same. So just for a small pro tip for some peeps out there, if you guys, um, use OBS, make sure you make your base all first and then just duplicate your base and change what you see. That is the, uh, only way to do it, I guess, because, uh, unfortunately I, I had some issues there, but we got through it. So we're late getting started, and that is all on me. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we're streaming to everybody out there. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, looks all right on my end. So. All right on your end. Good, good. Um, all right. So, well, what we do on the show is, uh, for your first time tuning in or seeing us here on Twitch for uh, you know our first stream, is we talk video games and news we drink a brew it's all about news reviews games and brews that's what we do on here so we bring reviews uh, on occasion as well but uh we are we are ready to talk some stuff tonight as you can see from our intro we're gonna be talking about some playstation vr uh things aren't looking too great over there for sony on that guy uh so yeah uh, and we're, we're going to talk about, uh, I did see the Mario movie, so I'll throw out a couple segues for that in, in throughout the episode. And then, uh, we will also be, uh, talking with the loud crowd, I had a question in from the loud crowd. They want to want us to answer. So we love getting those. So more of those send them our way to loudthumbs at gmail.com. And we also have a question that we sent out to the loud crowd that we're going to chat about some of their answers as well. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, we'll try and wrap that all up in about an hour's time frame. If we can keep it in, uh, in an hour, if not, eh, it happens, right, Josh, we get to talking sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, time flies. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, so a, a little bit of cleanup before we get started. This is kind of our two year anniversary, everybody. So we've been doing this for a couple of years together. Uh, if you're brand yeah. new to the show, Josh and I are cousins. So, uh, we just like talking video games and stuff, so it's just a little fun hobby for us to to go out and enjoy. So we've been doing that for a couple of years. Year three, we're hoping third year's the charm is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. But it's a good time either way. Uh, we crack a brew, we talk video games, and now uh, we get to share all that live with everybody out there. And that's that's what I'm excited for. Uh, technical difficulties out of the way right now, so hopefully I can just <laughs> get all the jitters gone and uh, we'll be okay. So, um, first thing we always do, we, we grab a brew and we, uh, we crack that bad boy and tell you what we're drinking and then we get off with the show. So Josh, uh, what do you got over there, guy you're drinking tonight? Yeah, I got one called Mosaic Moon. It's another from, uh, Man Anthony's Brewing Company. And this is pretty much a hoppier, uh, good karma IPA, which if you've been with the the podcast for a while, you may know that is my absolute favorite beer. But this one's a little hoppier. It's a it's a double IPA, uh, and a little stronger at AP, eight uh, percent ABV. Oh, that is a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and bitter, I would you- imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, not too bad though. That's not yeah. overpowering at all. Awesome. Yeah, some some doubles can get a, 
a little a little hoppy, obviously, because it's a oh, double yeah. IPA. Yes, Think indeed. A little better. Good deal. Good deal. Nice. All right. Well, off off to the races for me. Uh, we're gonna get into my brew next, and uh, well, mine's more of a cider tonight, so I'm going with a pineapple haze cider here uh, by Original Sin. Nice. Um, this, uh, this is just a 6%, so nothing too crazy. It's just a tropical fruit. Not too um, shabby. says it's indigenous to South Africa and in the wild pineapple plants can yield, uh, fruits up to 50, up to 50 years long. It can, uh, yield pineapple, which is kind of a fun little fact for everybody out there. So we'll see how good this is. Damn. I enjoy pineapple. Uh, it's probably my favorite fruit. I, I think that's kind of a hands down favorite fruit for me. <laughs> uh, so we're going to give this guy a taste before we pour into the mug. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a winner for anybody who likes uh, something sweet, and that definitely tastes like pineapple. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, not nice, nice. And there's not really a lot of uh, beer flavor in that one. That's one for my wife. Uh, she she loves something uh, tart and fruity, uh, but not uh, not too crazy. That one's uh, right there on par. It's like pineapple juice with uh, alcohol, kind of. <laughs> I mean, not that sweet, though. It's not that sweet, at least. Oh, okay. Okay. So not like he just, like, chucked some rum and some pineapple juice and right. called it a day. No, not that crazy. I mean, you could you could probably throw something in it and make it sweeter if you wanted, but I don't think it needs it. It's pretty tasty. Nice. All right. Well, hey, that's the brews. Now it's time to talk some video games. And uh, thank, thanks again. I do want to say thank you to everybody as well. Uh, for two years. I mean, that's super cool. Uh, yeah. You've been tuning in with us. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are like watching right now. I don't know how I, I don't have everything set up to see who's on live or whatever, but if you are and you've been with us for a while, uh, hit us up in the chat over on Twitch because you can watch us there uh, live. But yeah, uh, super cool uh, to see a lot of people still sticking with us two years later, Josh. I think that's pretty awesome. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have had some long time listeners, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's very cool, very cool. So we appreciate those guys, and uh, um, obviously all of our Patreon members as well. You guys uh, have really helped us uh, continue to grow oh, the show absolutely. and support us. That's been fantastic. Um, and uh, if anybody else tunes in and wants to wants to help us grow the show and help us do a little bit more every week, uh, we would really appreciate that as well. It just keeps us uh, keeps us going. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's a good time. Uh, we do have the Patreon exclusive shows uh, for everybody as well. We do put those out every week. Um, so you guys can oh, yeah. part partake in some little extra talk as well. All right. Let's get into some video game chit chat. Uh, well, we'll talk some news first, actually. It was still video game chit chat, but we're going to talk some news. Um, Josh, what uh, what is happening over there with Sony and this VR <laughs> headset, right? This thing, it's, it's not great, guys. It's not great at all. Oh, man. We've been talking about the price point of this since the announcement. Like, yeah. It, $550, right? That's, that's what it's at right now? Yep, $549. It's as much as the console, if not more, depending on what skew. Well, oh. it is more, right? $499 <laughs> it is, is, more. The, is the yeah, high more. skew. Yeah, I was screwing up the pricing in my head. Um, I... I mean, we've both said we're not buying it for the price point because the price point is just too much. The hundred percent. Yeah. The public has spoken and they all feel the same way. This thing has it sold two hundred and seventy thousand units 
it was projected to do 2.1 million in this time frame. <laughs> oh no. So, 10%. Yes. 10% is atrocious. atrocious. Yes, very uh very bad. Not good news for Sony. Um so I am I can't say that I'm surprised. I don't think Josh and I either one are surprised because it's too much money and it has a cord. I mean, I could go yeah. on and on and on about that. Uh, that's just something you cannot do when you can go buy the HTC Vive for just a hundred dollars or so more and get it completely wireless set up on one of their models. And you can spend a little bit yeah. more and get yeah. a ridiculously good headset with a cord from that company as well. So, I mean, what do you think this spells for Sony and VR, Josh? I'm I'm curious on your thoughts. Uh, it's not. I don't know if this kills it. I don't do ten percent's bad. It's bad. Like if you do half a projected, like a million's still good, and they just got a little excited, you know, about their numbers. But ten percent of projected is so rough. Uh, really I I think it's going to spell a lot of a disaster for future development unless they can really hack away this price. Uh, so I think anyone developing currently for it, it's probably in too deep to, to pull out now, but I think it's going to scare away future development for games for sure. I, I lean sales numbers that bad. Yeah. I lean right there with you, man. It's, it's, it's scary. Cause it, and scary in a way where it feels like people are probably going to, I mean, developers, and I don't want to say customers, developers are going to go, I can't do this. Like, why are we backing a thing that's barely selling, um, you know, 30 million consoles, yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay, the PlayStation 5 has has 30 million consoles out there. So it has a potential to sell 30 million of these headsets. And they overpriced the thing, they slapped a cord on it, and they didn't make it backwards compatible. That's three strikes and you're out, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the, the no backwards compatible is huge. I think it had it yeah. been backwards compatible, it would have a lot more people on board because they yeah. still have all their existing library. Right. And they could have sold the old headset and got a little bit back recouped, right? Like I that's how yeah. I feel about it with myself, man. I mean, I have a PS4 out here, but my son plays it. So if I if I weren't to play that and I would be like, hey man, we can get the PS5 headset. It's better. It plays all these games. We could sell this one, maybe get a hundred, two hundred bucks out of it. That instantly drops the price down of what we're we're looking at you know it goes yeah, from 550 yeah. to potentially 350 if you can get a couple hundred for your old you know games and headset together right which yeah, actually yeah, is I mean, not a bad deal huge yeah. yeah it's absolutely it's key in a situation like this so i think sony shot themselves in both feet on this one i think it's going to be a very hard uphill battle with two shot foot feet you know <laughs> so um <laughs> it's 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 gonna be kind of rough for them to stand stand back up tall again behind the the vr and really feel like it's a success it just feels like it's um i don't know like sony has a bad time backing their peripherals and even their uh, handhelds you know even when they did the vita and the psp and stuff they did a really bad job of backing them up um absolutely obviously the quest is huge it's the biggest uh you know most popular one out there um people have their opinions on facebook i'm sure everybody listening does um <laughs> yeah. and, and i get it i do i have an opinion on it as well so i'm not alone but i mean we own a quest because it was affordable at the time before they raised the price and the library is enormous and i, I don't think that's, that's another true. thing. That's another thing about the, the VR. Uh, you know, we mentioned backwards compatibility, but it's also uh, launching with like 
slim to no games. I think it has less than 40 games on it. And some of those were are like, I think all of them except for like seven, if I remember right, are somewhere else. Like they're not exclusives. So it only has like seven exclusive oh, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the exclusive game uh, selection is weak. I mean, yeah. there's some big titles like there's a Horizon uh, right. spinoff game. That's a big title, but I'm not paying 550 bucks or, <laughs> plus sorry, a game or, or 620. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game just for that game, right? Um, now, I mean, it had it had the potential of the console because I'm telling you, I was going to buy the PlayStation Five for Horizon back when I thought it was only going to be an, uh, an exclusive to the Five. Uh, but I knew it was more stuff's going to come. Like I knew I was buying it up front for that, but you know, I was going to have a bunch of other stuff. Uh, not so much with the VR two. Yeah, no, no. Uh, in the article, they state that the the device was was released at the wrong price, the wrong time, and it was actually the wrong device. Uh, they're they're essentially saying the same things we've been saying is you know it needed to be cordless, uh, it, it needed to be cheaper, and that would have the wrong time. I mean, we're in in a world of inflation right now, right? So there's not people out there that are like, Oh, I got extra 600 bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I need to feed my (laughs) family kind of probably comes first. (laughs) Uh, Eggs and bread and Uh, and eggs are bad enough, but you know, everything else is expensive, man. All all of the day to days are expensive. Our luxuries are out the window. Oh shit. Yeah. So that makes it rough. That makes it pretty rough. So, it's definitely a sad fact, but um, once again, I think it was something just kind of staring everybody in the face. I don't know how Sony could have still continued to have this thought of a nearly $600 headset um, selling $2 million. That's a huge number. That's a lot. And, and they were talking about I, this in a month. <laughs> they said it was going to sell $2 million in a month. That's nuts. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. That's ambitious. Yeah. 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 I mean, props to them for, for, you know, keeping up the, uh, the hype train or, you know, whatever's going on in their, in their offices. (laughs) Yeah. The the optimism train. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I just, it's just not happening. So, uh, that's it with the VR. We'll see. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon for that one for quite some time, uh, especially now, but, uh, more Sony stuff happening out there. There's a lot of Sony things happening in the news. So that way all, all you guys can kind of get the gist of it here, but the uh, handhelds are rumored now. I just mentioned the Vita and the PSP a little bit, but right, right. there is a rumored handheld. And jo- Josh, we looked into this at all. We kind of skimmed through the articles that are out there because this is a Not joke. Not quite. This is a joke. I didn't, I didn't see it when I was looking stuff up today. So let me tell you about it and tell everybody else out there listening. Um they don't know a price yet. It's uh, the the code name of it is called the code name Q Light, and it only works with the PS Five, and it only works as a remote device. You have to be on oh, your no. home Wi Fi. <laughs> you must be in the same network on your home yep. Wi Fi. Yep, and out. it's out. yeah, no kidding, right? And it will, uh, it, it's not a portable device. It's a handheld that you could essentially, a lot of people are comparing it to the Wii U, which makes sense. It is a lot like the Wii U. You could take the, yeah. and take the pad around your home, as long as you're near the console in that, in that particular console. Uh, cause it only had like a 20 or 30 foot range. So, hmm. um, yeah, a lot of people think it's going to just be that, but for PlayStation. 
Uh, it's rumored to have an 8-inch LCD screen and um, work exclusively with the PS5 hardware. And it is a it is not a cloud streaming device. Hmm. That's uh, it better be cheap, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like hundred. There you go. That's exactly what I yeah. said. <laughs> like max, dude. Because I can do the same shit with my phone. Yes, uh, you can buy a backbone yeah. right now and just do the same thing. I mean, my phone doesn't have quite yeah. an eight inch screen. I mean, it's it's 6.7 or something. So, I mean, it's not that big of a difference, right? It's like an inch. Um, but yeah. I don't understand the market for this. And I've heard a lot of people talk and read articles. Uh, people just trying to, you know, spin it, spin a positive note on this thing. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's going to run at 1080p, 60 frames per second, potentially have uh, dual sense, controller functionality built into it and stuff like that okay but but you have to use it at home and one of the only positive spins that somebody put out that made any sense but it's only for the highest criminal of crim i got extra money people is you want to watch your tv by the way if you have extra money you probably have multiple tvs right and probably yeah you want to be able to watch your tv but you want your kids still wants to be able to play their game and you share the same tv so, okay, let's say you have an 86-inch TV that costs five grand. You probably don't have multiples of those, and you want to be able to, you know, play your games and watch your movies on the same awesome TV. But, okay, you buy this whatever handheld they're coming out with, the Q-Lite, and you give it to your kid for them to watch it uh, or play, you know, while you're watching. Similar to a Switch, uh, but you must be near the console on the same Wi-Fi. I just, that's the only thing I'm like, okay, that, that scenario works. It makes sense, but is it worth building a whole nother device for? I, I don't get that. It's, I don't, I, I don't see the purpose. I don't see nope. anything because honestly, the, the remote play app works pretty well yeah. from what I've used. Works um, great on and, my steam deck. I have it on my steam deck. Why do I need this handheld? Oh, do you really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't realize that worked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done just some basic stuff like slay the spire on my phone. So nothing intensive, I suppose. Right. Um, but if I'm playing intensive, I'm, I want to just play the console, I guess. Uh, so I, I don't know, man, it's gotta be cheap for it to be worth it. And to have just a little bit of extra convenience like that. There's yeah. no way it can it can break above 150, and I think that's optimistic. Yep, because I I think you're gonna have a hard time keeping this thing at 200 or less. I really think they'll have a tough time, and mm-hmm. I mean, more you. power to them. I mean, we already know they're not great at pricing stuff. We've seen the VR. We just talked about it. So it's <laughs> like, what's is this gonna be a 300 dollars handheld just because it has a you know a DualSense Edge is 300 dollars, right? 200 and 250. So if they're putting a screen in oh, it and, yeah. and building yeah. it with the DualSense Edge setup with, around it, then um, you just created over a $300 console based on, you know, the dollars. Uh, or not even a console, but just a some kind of a in-home handheld. I don't know what to call it. Like, it, where's yeah. it fit? <laughs> it's silly. I don't think it does, man. I don't think it does fit. It's it's very silly. So that, that one's very strange. Um they also put a, a couple of patents out there where there is a controller patent they're going for that is allowing the controller to get hot and cold. 
and it's also coated with a malleable material to allow the controller to be a elasticity in the controller. So you could like, you know, twist and like people are um, the way the way I would like sum it up is like a bop it. You know what I mean? Like they could make games where you could like <laughs> twist it, turn it, bop, bop it. You know what I mean? It's like, who wants to do that? Like that's that. I mean, it's that's so super niche. That sounds like something Nintendo would make for a controller, you know, peripheral. Yeah. But yeah. it fits their games. It doesn't fit a PlayStation's, you know, genre titles. Like, uh, you know, Last so of Us, you need to bizarre. break. You need to break someone's neck in The Last of Us, so you grab your controller and twist it. You know, <laughs> you know. That, that would actually be kind of neat. That, but it'd be neat for like five minutes. Right. Yeah, it runs out <laughs> until yeah. like, like on the fifth you try and like, all right, twist. Yeah. And, and how many more things do we need to already drag the terrible battery life down to the dual sense, right? <laughs> oh, God, imagine a heated controller. Yeah, you get like twenty minutes of battery life out of that thing. Yeah, Good yeah, Lord, that's so unnecessary. Like it's, it's kind of neat. It maybe be cooler once you get your hands on it. Like it sounds outrageous now until you get your hands in it and you're like, never mind. This is actually way more immersive. But right, I, I mean. It's a stretch. It's not to go through so much product testing. If you're going to put a heated anything in a handheld flammable device, it's going to be so expensive. So yeah. expensive. Just just for the testing loan to guarantee that it's just not going to light up or like get super hot in your hands. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and it, I don't quite understand the hot cold thing is you know like if you're getting near something in a game that's hot aren't you going to see that? I mean, visually speaking, you're probably not going to go near the lava, you know, if it's going to kill you. Right. But then it's supposed to add the level of immersion into the, you know, heat. If you're in something that's cold, like snow or, uh, ice, and it's supposed to be like, you know, chilling your hands somehow and stuff like this. I'm like, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it just seems a way it's like, it's going to make a controller more expensive, eat up battery life and probably have more ways to break, you know, than they already do. So make your hands sweaty so you can't yeah. like hit buttons right and stuff like I, I don't know another one of those things that would be cool a few times right uh, until you're like in a hot area for an extended period of this game and it just gets super annoying yeah yeah that's that'd be enough for me i think i think it's kooky it's interesting to, to read patents and see where you know maybe they could go and then kind of watch the journey but We'll see. I don't really know where they're going to go from here. It's a little strange to me. But, uh, Josh, it looks like you have some, uh, some, uh, well, we got Diablo 4, uh, which the, the beta's over, right? So you did get to partake in the beta, and you got some news I about did. stuff here. I did. Yeah, um, side note on playing Diablo 4. Um, guys, make sure if you have a laptop or something, or just a computer in general you're playing on, <clears throat> dust it out every now and then, uh, <laughs> because it'll get real hot, and you won't understand why. Uh, oh. you're, you're Even an older computer getting real hot um, while playing a game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beta's really good. I'm, it makes me really excited for Diablo 4. Um, this battle pass seems... Well, it seems worth it or overwhelming, depending on how much Diablo you plan on playing. Because it, it's uh, supposed to have about 80 hours of content. Uh, and for 10 bucks, that's a great value. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. I, I think I'll make good use of it, because uh, full disclosure, I put 750 hours into Diablo 3, because I love Diablo, and I don't even want to know how much Diablo 2 I've played over the years. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> at least on par. At least. Nice. Uh but yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to like 
poke you because it's it's a great value. But I mean, eighty hours just on the battle pass, like so. There's some people who will only put eighty hours in this game, let alone do the battle pass content. Like, does this seem like way too much, or do you think this is like a really great bang for your buck? Like, it's only it's ten bucks extra on top of the game, but a ton of content. Right, and I guess my question is. When when does this come out versus the game? Like how long after launch? Have they talked about a release date for this thing? Uh, you know what? I did not see that. Because um, if they let you get your feet wet, and then you're you know then they drop this you know six months in, then it's like okay cool. Which that's probably way too long for Diablo people that might be out there listening right now. They're like, we mean six months. I want it like you know the next week. Because <laughs> yeah. um, right, I've already right. blown through you know all four of how many how many classes are there? Are there four or five in this one? Five. Five now, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's almost too much at once. That's just my thought on it. But the, it just sounds overwhelming. But to, I'm sure to a Diablo fan, which I'm not in that like realm. I'm like not, I'm not a hater, but. Like I'm not the one who's is hundreds of hours like yourself. Um, yeah, but it does seem like way too much at first. Um, like almost like a funneled down four twenties. You know what I mean? Like sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> so from the sounds that from the article, it it's like if you took one of your characters through like the entire game, battle pass included, you're looking at like. 80 hours if you're going quick and then potentially a little bit more if you're doing a lot of extra stuff too okay so it's not like it's 80 like you beat the game and now you got 80 hours left to play that's not quite how it's reading and i imagine this is going to drop with the rest of the game because it's going to be released as a full together i don't i haven't seen anything about battle pass being delayed it could be to give players a chance to like play the game but i assume they're going to release the game and want to make even more money and i'm sure there's more than enough uh, fans will pay an extra 10 bucks to get a bunch of the extra content. Uh, none of which makes you better, faster, more powerful. It's all like cosmetic stuff. Uh, even oh. again, in this article mentions that it's not a pay to win at all. So the battle pass, um, and real quickly, it mentions that uh, in the article, uh, I don't know how to say his name, but it's like Pipiora. Or Papora Piora, I, I can't. Yeah, um, oh, it's an odd name. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll butcher, <laughs> I'll butcher the crap out of it. But um, he mentioned that they're going to introduce more of it every three months. So it sounds like if they drop it day one, three months later, you're going to get more expansion passes or battle passes. Yeah, it sounds pretty akin to what seasons were for Diablo three. Okay, okay. they're about every three months they would start a new season. So Although I don't know if this is an additional ten dollars every season because I ain't doing that. I'll go yeah, right. once, every, once <laughs> yeah. every now and then. Like if I'm feeling the Diablo kick, maybe I'll, I'll chuck in ten bucks and get the the full lot of things so people can tell that I paid ten dollars because I have the cool cosmetics or whatever. Right. So that was um, going to be my question. So it's essentially 80, 80 hours uh, with the battle pass, but it's more like just the missions you're going to go on to get said loot. Right, so it's a battle pass of loot. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe loot. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't think it'd be additional items because um, the meta changes in Diablo with every patch they do. Okay, so I assume it's like cosmetics. You get like a cool pet, uh, and maybe a few extras. They haven't been super specific, but um, with them saying that it's, um, yeah, Blizzard has stressed it will not allow players to spend money to become more powerful. So it's got to be all like cosmetic stuff and things 
extra rewards, maybe like gold or experience points, like maybe a faster experience track so you could level up quicker. Okay. Everyone can get to level 100, but maybe you'll get to level 100 a few hours earlier than other people. Gotcha. Um, and there's there's other stuff. They have like double XP events on the weekends and uh, stuff occasionally for pretty common uh, Diablo three as well. So yeah, I mean nothing really all that out of the ordinary. So maybe you won't be more powerful, but you'll be powerful quicker than your buddies if you pay for the battle pass. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so, kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, the full potential of the game sounds like it will be the same for everybody, regardless of pass or not. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, re- reading about it here, I mean, obviously the progression, and everything sounds pretty cool, the way they describe it. Um, looks like they just had a live stream on what the 20th they're coming up on the 20th. They're going to be doing a live stream, uh, or they're going to show more. It sounds like, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. As well as addressing beta feedback. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't think they're going to screw this one up. Like I don't think Halo's is, is screwed up, but I think they're handling this the way that Halo did, because I think a lot of fans are worried because of the whole immortal, uh, you know, Diablo Immortal situation, oh, yeah. right? So I feel like they got some kid gloves uh, yeah. on. They're kind of doing their thing right now before they uh, before they really pull the trigger. But I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about the beta at all. Um, there's been some, like, balancing things I've uh, heard people talk about and read a smidge about. But mm. since I don't yeah. live in that world and um, been busy in things uh, with other stuff lately, I just I haven't delved in real hard and... I haven't even gone back in and played any more of two, which I need to, uh, since I got that picked up on the switch. Yeah. Two's good. Two's yeah. everyone's favorite. I think until four releases, I think two's everyone's favorite. Oh, big, big, big words there. So <laughs> uh, there is so many cues from two. They took the, I feel like they took, um, elements everybody loved from two and, um, a lot of the really great stuff from three, and they smashed into Diablo 4 oh. uh, with its own still unique spin and stuff. Uh, the skill trees are back. I mean, some classic classes are back. It, the game plays wonderfully. But even on its lowest settings, it looked better than Diablo 3 at its highest settings. Of course, there's 11 years difference technology there. But still, even at its lowest, it looks better than Diablo 3. Nice. So nice. I think it plays, I mean, of course, it, it plays like Diablo. Uh, so skills are a little different. Everyone has a dodge now, just right off the bat, nice. which is really nice. Well, that's, all that's the, cool. all the meta builds in Diablo three had a dodge ability or ability used to dodge or get out of the way. Now they just give it to you. Like they acknowledge that everybody wants it. And so they just give it to you from right from the start, which is really cool. But I, I heard about I a guy who built a, who built a barbarian who played like Hades because he had like so many certain upgrades that he had built into it. So he had like a dodge oh. dash built into it and he ended up getting okay. like, uh, like a spear weapon at one point. So he said it felt like I was playing Hades, but in Diablo. Uh, and that's he, said dope. The, he said that build was awesome because they were dogging the barbarian pretty hard on that particular uh, podcast. And he was <laughs> like, dude, that was my favorite one. And then he explained why. And they were all like, Oh, nice. you could do that? <laughs> you know, they had no idea. So he really played with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you had to play with builds. Uh, I didn't get to play the bar- Barbarian. My <laughs> my computer tried to cook itself through the, <laughs> through the Sorcerer and uh, through the Druid. So I got those two classes. And I can tell you it's no Diablo Immortal situation. This is a core Blizzard game uh, for sure. Nice. Well, 
if anybody would know on this show, it's you because you got all the you got all the hours. So you're you're uh, you're the yeah. ex- you're the <laughs> expert on Diablo with the two of us here. <laughs> I know yeah, you can hold your own amongst many, so you you definitely have uh, the, the knowledge of it. That's for sure. Uh, and I'm mainline in Diablo Four as soon as it go- comes out too. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any doubt. June June can't come <laughs> fast enough, right? Be prepared to be prepared to hear a lot about Diablo Four. <laughs> Maybe some podcasts are like, "Yeah, I'm still playing D Four. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to tell you about it, but I'm still having fun." <laughs> right, exactly. And by then, maybe you get your you get some live live stream uh, going on your side, and you can just stream the hell out of it. Show everybody how bad that'd be you dope. Are. That'd be awesome. That'd be super yeah. cool. All right, well that's it for the news. So uh, we're gonna get into what we've been playing here. Uh, Josh, have you been playing much? I know the doc was a little blank, but we both had busy days today. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had both had interesting days from the sounds of it. Yes. Uh, but I mean, speaking of Hades, man, I got like I'm like a ridiculous Hades kick mm. again. Uh, I got I got hooked. I I started a new file because I just kind of wanted to start from from the beginning because. News, I don't, if you notice, like new starts the games are often more fun than sometimes I'm playing all the way through the game. Yeah, like there's like a level of optimism there that's like, oh man, my build's gonna be so great. You get halfway through your build before you're like, ooh, a new game. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I've I've stuck with it a little bit longer this time, but it's still so much fun um, with all the upgrades and you know being a roguelike. Every experience is you know. It, similar but everything's different you never know what you're gonna get sometimes you get runs with awful builds because you can't get a good mix to save your life and someday sometimes you find uh, a mix you never thought would work and you're like holy shit i just decimated everything right nice nice so you you ran into some of them i would assume <laughs> if you got stuck back oh then, yeah right <laughs> yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah it's uh, i mean it released in 2018, but I mean, it still feels really good uh, to this day. So if you haven't picked up Hades, it's honestly really great on the Switch. It's the only place I've ever played it, uh, and it plays really, really well. You don't need like a super high resolution because it's all uh, not quite like cell shaded. It's it's very not artsy, uh, so it's it, not yeah. it's not high detail sort of stuff. So you don't yeah, need it's like, like a uh, crazy resolution to appreciate. Yeah, it's like in between like a Hi-Fi Rush and a Cell Shade. Like it lands like right there. Hi-Fi Rush is like ultra high resolution anime, but uh, uh, sure, yeah, Hades yeah. isn't quite that high up there, but still extremely pretty. Yeah, really great art style, really great voice acting. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but definitely, it's only like twenty five bucks on the, on the Switch, and I've gotten oh yeah, uh, over a hundred hours in that game at least. Yeah, replayability is through the roof on it. It's nuts. Yeah, replayability is the name of that game. The story, yep. dying and repeating, <laughs> is built into the story. You get more and more dialogue that way. Yeah, yep, and it's super cool. And uh, the bosses and everything that you go in through um, get more and more wild too, which is cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what have you been playing? Uh, man, you know I have been playing around a lot of Nintendo. Um, the nice, uh, nice. Ended up getting my hands on an N64, which uh, that was cool. So I actually have uh, uh, actual physical N64 again. And oh, nice. Yeah, so that worked out all right. And I do want to drop uh, a, a little bit of a hint to some people out there. If you guys like retro stuff, um, there is an app called Whatnot. And it's spelled exactly like you would think. And it it's full of people who sell 
just retro stuff. I mean, some people can sell newer things as well. You know, it's basically a live auction site. It's like eBay, but live. And the people talk to you, they show you the stuff, you can chat with them. And that's where I got my N64. I mean, uh, a lot of the stores you go into are wanting like way too much for them because everything is, you know, like has to be pristine or something, or they, you know, they just think it's worth more than it really is. That kind of thing. Plus retro stuff is just skyrocketing in value. So you're, you're going to pay more for it anyway. And I, I got a good deal on there and the lady was super nice. First one I got, uh, was not even working properly. She actually sent me a whole nother one. Didn't even have me return the original one. So that was super nice of her. Oh, that's cool. Um, that one finally worked. Uh, she even sent me another cord because one of the cords was bad. So everybody I have, uh, interacted with on this, uh, site or app or whatever you want to call it has been super cool people. They're super great. And, uh, I'm still on there hunting for stuff every once in a while, but, um, yeah, they just got everything. They got like toys, and I mean, it, it reminds it's like super nostalgia to go on there and, and check it out because I got so much old stuff um, that's new again. Everybody wants it, um, so so that's a pretty cool thing to go check out if you guys are nostalgic like me and and love your toys from your childhood that your parents either trashed or you lost as a kid. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the thing you forgot about twenty yep. years ago at least. Exactly. So I actually won one a thing last night, which was kind of cool out of the blue randomly. I was just on looking at one of the guys uh, doing an auction that I bought some stuff from already. I, I got me an Earthworm Jim. He's back on the shelf. You just can't see him, but I had to have an Earthworm Jim figure. Um, I've wanted cool. one for, yeah. for years um, and I, I ended up picking him up and I just went on and they do free giveaways and stuff. All you got to do is just be part of it. Just go in there and just chat and then hit a button and enter a giveaway. And I, I won me uh, some TMNT uh, foot soldiers last night. So I'm like, Hey, all right. Uh, I love <laughs> nice. some turtles, man. I mean, I got turtles over <laughs> my shoulders. So I was thought that was pretty cool. I had no idea. I was just doing my thing saying, Hey, uh, so that's pretty cool. It's a really fun community though. A lot of, a lot of people just like to talk about the cool stuff they like and, you know, geek out together, which is pretty cool. Uh, but as far as games go, uh, once I got the 64, uh, we did, we ran out, got some games at one of the uh, shops that I visited on my solo channel. And I do have a solo channel. If you guys would like to check it out, I would absolutely love it. It's the buffet gamer. Hit it up. Uh, it's, it's super fun. I got some, some nice little, uh, trips we go on and stuff. I pick up retro video gaming and I picked up wave race on the 64. So my son and daughter are, nice, uh, nice. are really enjoying that one. I've played a little bit, teaching them the tricks, you know, how to do the backflips and the side flips and all that good stuff. Uh, that's cool. And then, um, I picked up uh, beetle adventure, which is actually a, uh, <laughs> it sounds like one of the dumbest games ever. And why would you buy a game based on the VW beetle? <laughs> but it's a yeah. game based on the VW beetle. It's just, uh, exclusive. If I remember right to the N64. Wait, the VW Beetle? Yeah. It's uh it's Oh not Beetle oh, Adventure no. Racing is the name of the game. And it is Rough. it reminds me a lot of Top Gear. If uh it's Top Gear Rally was the name of the game. If you guys might be familiar with that on the sixty four. I played the hell out of that game. You could uh you could draw on your cars, so you always, you know, drew penises and stuff like that on them, you know. <laughs> um, of course. Of, yeah. What you else know? would you draw? Exactly. You know, you'd write curse words on the bumper and stuff, so everybody behind you that you just blew out of the water can read it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um it reminds me a lot of that game. Um it's just more focused on uh Beatles and there's actually like not really like a story story to it, but there is like a path they put you on, which is pretty fun. 
Um, we still need hmm. to buy a memory pack for that one because it's one of those games that wasn't made by Nintendo, so it doesn't have a built-in uh, memory in the cartridge. So you you ran into oh. those back in the day, unfortunately. One of the ultra rare games that required that thing. Yeah, alongside Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah. no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, and then um, I've been playing on my Steam Deck because I still haven't found myself uh, what 100% of what I'm looking for. I have the DS version, but we've been playing uh, Diddy Kong Racing, so that's a lot of fun too. I, that game's so nice. addictive, super, super addictive and fun. We need a new one of those, Nintendo. Give us one of those in, in September when you do your little launch deal and show everybody. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Give me a Diddy Kong Racing and just uh, get rid of... Uh, well, they could do it just like they did on the 3DS. They just got rid of Banjo and Conquer because they don't own them anymore. Microsoft owns them. Get rid of them and uh, put us. Oh a, yeah! Give us a Diddy Kong Racing. Throw in some new uh, Nintendo characters. Throw Mario in there with them. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and then, obviously, just to plug what's coming up on the show, I've been playing some Star Fox. So Star Fox is uh, all across the board. Yeah, yeah. Such good games. They're really fun. Uh, they they're on a spectrum. Uh, some don't feel like they belong in that certain spectrum, but, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about those in the future. So we have a dedicated Star Fox episode coming up, uh, shortly for you guys. Shouldn't be too long before we get that all nailed down and, and be able to bring that to you guys. And that'll be, a, that'll be a fun one. I am up to zero right now. So I'll be playing the newest one. Uh, ran into an unfortunate issue on Star Fox Assault where I'm having a read error. Oh um, man. Like a third into the game and I'm having a read error where, I don't know the, the the game I got. I bought it on eBay because you know obviously I want to be able to play them um, without having to emulate and all that bullshit. And this just uh, this one's just needing some refinishing, I think. So I got to get it in someplace and have a have it refinished. I think it'll be okay. There's nothing terrible. I think it's just something minor. It works when it wants to work, and it's more inconvenient than fun. So we're just gonna bypass that game for now <laughs> um, until I get yeah. some more time. I think I might take a trip and get it refinished this weekend and be able to still play some of it next week and uh, still get it in there before I finish Zero. I'm looking for some spicy takes on that one, Josh. I think I'm going to have some some unpopular opinions on some of these games, even though I'm a huge Star uh, yeah. Fox fan. I'm a big Star <laughs> Fox fan. He's If you're watching live, he's right back there. He's not painted yet. I have a 3D printed one a buddy of mine did. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have some some uh, unpopular opinions. People may not uh, may not like. Maybe they'll get some conversation started. That's hopefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I got I got to dust off my DS. I think I know where my copy of Star Fox Command is, Ooh, and I don't know I don't have. anyone else. I don't know anyone who has that game but me. Nope. I don't even know how I found out about that game. It was back during the Nintendo Power times where I, <laughs> I played Star Fox. And I'm like, that game's awesome. And I just asked my parents for it. Yeah. Because that was on that was an OG DS game. I right. remember playing that on my break. Yeah. Yeah, that was before the they did the Star Fox 64 on the 3DS later. That was uh that was a that was a popular game. The one you're yeah. you're talking about, the command, was well well more received than people expected it to be which was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I remember enjoying it. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's one. I haven't, uh, I haven't picked it up yet. I thought about it, but I chose assault over that one. Uh, so there will be probably one star Fox game. I will not have delved into unfortunately, but that's okay. It's all about the, the whole spectrum, not per game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing here as of late. You guys have to let us know what you guys have been playing as well. Uh, we just love talking video games. So if you guys have been playing anything we've been playing, that that will always be a fun time. Or 
tell oh, someone you've yeah. been playing, maybe we'll play it because that's usually what we try <laughs> no, and get. No kidding. All right, well, we are going to talk about the loud crowd. Those guys over there, they're awesome. The loud crowd, they are amazing. And Hell yeah. they have a question to answer. So I sent in a question to these peeps, and I I do apologize for the delay because this, this question came out like right at the end of January. Uh, so we just got busy doing our brackets and everything, and uh, we're, we're circling right back to it. So the question was, and I'm curious uh, what Josh's answer might be to this as well, but what what if you got mind wiped by the old MIB mind wipe stick, what game would you want to go back and play for the first time again, never having, you know, memory of it? Um, the first the first one, man, was like I think a big giveaway for a lot of people in the world, but we had uh, Master Titanfall came in and said Legend of Zelda ocarina of time i mean that's a good one that's uh, it, a good one it's hard to argue man it's, <laughs> it's, it's my favorite game of all time i also i also thought about that one yeah 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 uh you want to take the next one there sir yeah one pin tones he says uncharted to any day the set pieces action gunfights puzzle solving and climbing the banter between characters the series makes you feel like indiana jones the train sequence alone is one of the coolest, most fun I've ever had in a, in a game of recent memory. Yeah. Nice. I, I still need to delve into that series, but I'm glad it's still receiving some love. Yeah. Yeah. Uncharted 2. Um, I think it was, I would maybe, I'd maybe have to think about it for a little longer, but just thinking about it on the fly, quite possibly like the best video game sequel period. Like, Halo 2 is really close. Like, really close to... Oh, yeah. Okay. To what I'm thinking. But, um... Man, I'm... Uncharted 2, as far as, like, going one up on the next... What do I want to say? Like, next tier of what you would expect out of a game was yeah. so much better than the first game. Like, that's what I want to say. I want to say that way. Like... As far as going from the first game to the second game, like yeah, it was yeah. such a leap compared. Like it Halo Two really was amazing, but it wasn't like it wasn't like that much better than Halo. But the story was that much better than Halo, kind of thing. It was still Halo at its core, but Uncharted <laughs> okay. Two felt like, whoa, where was this when I played the first game? Like you were just kind of blown mm. away with, especially what he mentions with the set pieces and everything. Like, come on. I mean, big time. Super good answer. That's a super good answer. I mean, that's nice. Z nice. Zelda's a great answer as well. But I mean, I mean, you could say that about Zelda if you think about it. I mean, Zelda's don't really run in a timeline like that. But if Zelda were, if, if Ocarina <laughs> were time, yeah. uh, if, if if that game were the sequel to what would have been right before that? What would have been the last one? Would that have been uh, a Link's link Awakening? to the past. Link to the past. Yes. So. Yeah then yeah, you'd be looking at an enormous, you know, jump because you just jumped into 3D, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, the a Link to the Past is amazing. Yeah, so. absolutely. So th that that one's, a, that one's a hard one to to judge, you know, with Zelda, but that's a good one to, to go back and revisit for sure. Uh, Mez, he comes in and he says, uh, Persona 5 would be my pick. It's a wild ride. That checks out. While replaying, it is still great. Uh, there's nothing quite like the first time of seeing that over the top of and fun 
turns the game stories uh, and what it you know what it takes from there. It says it goes some crazy places that it won't even hint at here for sake of spoilers. Um, I've started Persona 5. I could see myself finishing it. It's just the undertaking of a 100-hour game and my attention span. Like, it's intimidating. I, man. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't bounce around. Like I know I would forget something or I'd you know, lose con- control of something and screw myself over is probably what would happen. So um, <laughs> it'd be nice if these games had like a like a like a what a 1.5 speed or a two time speed you know you can do on that kind of stuff so like your character would walk faster yeah. and stuff like that that would help me out yeah. a little bit maybe yeah. um, and i think it is 100 hours if like you aim to do a lot of stuff and you max out all your relationships it's probably uh, still like 70 hours at least uh, by itself uh, but i know like true. if you go for it all it's 100 plus so maybe it is naturally 80 hours, which is still a hell of a game. Yeah, that's huge. And I made it five hours in, yeah, five to six hours in uh, on my play. Okay. And it felt like I barely scratched the surface. Because I yeah. love a turn-based strategy game. I love them. Uh, but I, as one of those games, I got attracted by something shiny. But yeah, yeah it's <laughs> you can tell it's a big game. It's in you the blood, man. I think it's in the blood. We just get distracted by shiny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's just our it's our mo, man. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Looks like we got yeah, one more. We got one more answer on this guy. Yeah, uh, from Battling Monkey. I'm gonna go with my all time favorite, Halo Two. I couldn't begin to try to convey the amount of joy I've gotten from that game, and to play it again for the first time would be magical. Yeah. Hey man, you you already you just mentioned Halo Two and how good of a sequel it was. Yeah. Uh, and I I've heard <laughs> from a lot of Halo fans that oh. you know that's kind of it. Yeah. I, three seems like it's a close contender though. Three, yeah. When three did the whole beta drop and allowed you to uh, to get in there and try it early, that that sparked some major hype and it just kind of held on for a long time. But two was like Xbox Live, Halo. I mean, we're talking Reese cup of gaming, man. That's the peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> like it was yeah. just meant yeah. to be, you know, and, uh, he, he's not wrong. I mean, halo two out of, out of all the halos, probably my favorite halo. Uh, halo three is super close, but the story in two is a little bit more concise, even though they did have to cut the game. Uh, the game was going to be much bigger and there was going to be like earth battles and stuff. And they had to end up getting rid of it. And there's some cool documentaries you guys can go out there and find and watch uh, about what they had to do to make a deadline and uh, how, you know, unfortunately we'll never see the, the fact of what halo two could have looked like, but man, was it, was it a, uh, it's just an awe inspiring game. I remember playing so much halo 2 like it just never leaving my xbox console it was just in the disc drive all the time and (laughs) i had a permanent home yeah and it was just it was fantastic and to be be on the og xbox guys we're talking about a game that released in 2002 if i remember right i don't i don't think it was 04 but we're talking that that game's 21 years old now um and I got to double check myself just, to, oh, it was 04. Okay. I had two heads and numbers in my head, but, uh, it, yeah, it was like three years after one and they, they blew it out of the water, man. It was amazing. I couldn't believe how good Halo 2 was. Um, oh yeah. 
what is your answer, sir? What what would you have to go back and uh, replay again if you could? Oh man, uh, I mean, I feel like Ocarina of Time would be like the obvious answer for me. Okay, because <clears throat> I I have I mean I don't know if that's the one I'm going with, but like I don't know I have like a lot of nostalgia with that, and I don't know if I want to mind wipe that nostalgia with it because that was a game I like grew up I, with and played with my dad. I and gotta stuff say like it. that. I gotta say it because you said it, man. Like you went there. I, I can't. I can't because that's the game that my wife and I like truly connected over. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't wipe it and play it again because the not just the game, <laughs> not just the game created the the connection. It was like what was happening while playing the game, right? Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't just the game, and that that was uh, like that answer is a great answer, but. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, at the time, I was young enough that I had the dexterity to do... I was just old enough to have the dexterity to do a lot of the things, but not quite old enough to solve a lot of the puzzles, so I played it with, like, my dad the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, to to this day, that that game, I still try to break it out, Um, and it's the reason why I own, like, the expansion pack for the Nintendo Online. I really haven't used it past (laughs) (laughs) but it's still fully worth it. Uh, and you know, a link to the past would be great, dude. I don't know. I think, as an overall, as an overarching experience, I think a Ghost of Tsushima would be it. Right. I thought about like God of War and stuff, but like, right. God of War was amazing and had fantastic environments and stuff. But the amount of times I like was awestruck by just the world in Ghost of yeah. Tsushima, ridiculous ridiculous even better uh when i because i bought when i bought the dlc i also opted in for the ps5 upgrades Mm -hmm. so i got the the full resolution and what they could have done uh had they had that technology for the uh for the ps4 version right and so just the amount of freedom in the open world the exploration uh the incredible story and of course the environments like i just mentioned like that game is was one of the few games that like you're like oh shit it's been five hours oh no right yeah yeah <laughs> let's let's go be a human you know <laughs> right uh, and like some people that's not a ton of time some people game all day long sure like uh but for me like i hit hour three and i get a little fatigued sometimes so like to go past that and not realize what time of day it is like and that's that game did that to me for sure yeah uh, i just I couldn't. I couldn't get over it. I put. I think I ended at eighty hours. I think for with with DLC, and uh, that was eighty hours. I would like to experience all over again. Yeah, that's a great answer too. Yeah, for sure. Ghost. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I mean, we could do a whole show just talk about ghosts the whole time and nerd out about it. <laughs> we really <laughs> could. Um, I thought about mine a lot. I mean, I, I I read the guy's answers here and I mean, Zelda has a huge connection with me. Uh, Halo. uh, I mean, two of them mentioned two games that are like super close to me. And I mean, as much as like, I think Halo two would do it. I think Halo two is another game that it was the game in the time that made the game for me. Like it was like the technology, the, you know, people surrounding me, you know, what's happening in the world yeah. around you, all that kind of stuff really um, just make made the huge, the huge difference in that. So, I, I mean, I will have so many memories that weren't even tied to the game play because of the <laughs> yeah. game. Right. Um, yes. 
But one game that blew me away, and it still fits in 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 the in this whole thing, uh, and it's a Zelda game that I would like to just play again and just be like, oh, that's so cool! Like, oh my gosh, because I was honestly every time I'd play the game, I felt that way, and that was Link Between Worlds. Uh, on the 3ds yeah man that's a good game yeah i need to play that one again like it i was can, i literally get chills uh, thinking about it like it was just little moments where i was like what how do you get past this puzzle and then you turn sideways and go through a crack in the wall and like you're a painting you're like the first time link turns into a painting and walks on the wall i'm like what is that oh my gosh like, i know it it's so way amazing. less gimmicky than it sounds yeah yeah yeah, yeah that game stood out to me a lot and there wasn't anything happening in the world that was like attached to me and my enjoyment of that game and wanting to revisit yeah. it yeah. was that game that just stood Dude, what out. A, yeah what a solid pick because uh i i i need to go back but i definitely remember how i felt playing the game and speaking of just good sequels what a sequel to a link to the past true Dude, i I had high hopes, but reserved hopes because a, a Link to the Past has been one of my favorites since I was a kid too. I mean, it's like here's Ocarina of Time, uh, and here's a Link, a Link to yeah. the Past. They're like or, touching, you know, people right? watching. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh, it's so close. Um, but man, I remember playing a Link Between Worlds and be like, this is a Zelda sequel. It's the only like direct sequel that's done it like well enough. Like Majora's Mask is like a sequel, but sure. it's completely different and it kind of mentions it, the <laughs> the previous world for like 10 seconds in the beginning. It's right. Like, oh, this is <laughs> after the fact. Uh but this is like a direct direct sequel. Yeah. And it was so true to the first game. Uh it, 20 years later, it was still very true uh to the first game which yeah. I, I was really impressed with i was worried about that that time gap and like are they really going to like keep it consistent now they had excellent attention to detail that's what a solid choice yeah man that, it was a tough one to think about but that once once it hit i was like yeah i would love to replay that again without ever knowing it existed because that game like right now if i handed it to somebody it would hold up no doubt no doubt oh, they would yeah. they would be blown yeah. away like whoa like you can you can do this like yeah and like and the puzzles were so intricate but then the story still meant stuff and it was just all of it was just on point i mean nintendo nintendoed that game you know what i mean so. oh yeah <laughs> i mean they captured the original they modernized it but still captured the original feel yeah. of the first game which absolutely. i was so impressed with absolutely it was amazing all right well those are our answers thanks again for everybody for tuning in and uh you know to our discord by the way which is a good uh, plug for our discord right now because that's where we post our questions of the week is over there on our discord channel yeah and uh, we have a great community over there we do i mean it's small but it's a lot of fun and we you know we all have uh lives but we're still on there as often as we can to chat about movies and games and stuff <laughs> so it's a good time yeah yeah but yeah, we too we try to pop those in there every once in a while. So every every week we try to have a question that we talk about for everybody here on the show. So uh, yeah, tune on over to our Discord. Uh, it's easy. You'll see it in the show notes and stuff. Like if you're on YouTube and things like that, and it should be in a link on our Twitter as well that you can or, or our Twitch as well on live here if you're watching to go ahead and uh, click on that and go uh, go be part of the loud crowd. We we love uh, making that crowd bigger. It's pretty awesome. Um, and oh, yeah. you know what? That reminds me, Josh. We gotta we gotta talk about this quick before we get to our uh, question from our listener. Um, we have a new thing going on on our Discord 
that we are doing a game vault. So we currently have yeah, a yeah. game vault over there that is, uh, it's not full, but it has games in it in a plural fashion. There are multiple games in the vault. <laughs> yes. That you can not, check out. We don't out. mean like two. There's no. more than two. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're continually trying to grow our game vault to the point where we can just have a massive amount in there to share games with everybody. And we want to give games out to our fans. So you join our discord and we are going to actually come on in the beginning of the month each month. And we're going to ask a question about our previous month's episode. It's just going to be a fun little trivia question. Maybe it's something Josh did. Maybe it's a beer I drank. Maybe it's something we talked about. Who knows? And you guys just fire us uh, the answer into our emails at loudthumbs at gmail.com and you're entered to get into the vault and we will let you know if you win. It's that simple. You get in the vault, you pick a game. You get to pick a game out of the vault. We don't tell you what game uh, you get to choose. You get to look at them and choose the game on your own, which is super cool. So oh, we're yeah. going to continue doing that. And we're going to continue to grow the games in there. So if you guys... Uh, have the minute or two you want to join our discord and do that as well that's uh that's something that's going to be a lot of fun to just share video games with everybody out there and spread the love that's uh what we like doing all right well we have a question of the week from our listener and that is bill he asks us are there pros and cons of digital versus disc a la the xbox series s versus the x and uh, wants us to talk about that here. What what do you think? Pros and cons, digital versus physical media. Um, there's definitely pros and cons. There are. There now, are. Now, the most glaring one, the, the con, a glaring con, is that digital can pretty much at any time disappear. Uh, it just no longer mm -hmm. is yours. That is yeah. a huge glaring negative. That, yeah, I think I mean, it does take a while, but at right. some point, yeah. It could 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 just be gone. Uh, whether you paid for it or not, it could just be completely disappeared. So that is that is definitely one thing. Uh, clearly, the, the pro for digital is yeah, it's instant. You don't have to go to a store, you know what I mean? You don't have yes. to make sure it's in stock. Yeah. Uh, it's just there. Um, now, I'll tell you the way I... And I'll, Josh, I'll let you put your spin on it too. But the, the spin I sure, put on sure. digital, right? I'm, I'm a child of the 80s, okay? I was born in 81. I played yep. arcades in the late 80s and through the early 90s before they went bye-bye. And I still look back at those as a very positive thing in my life. Even though I dumped tons of quarters, maybe some of them weren't mine, but they were still quarters. <laughs> and they were still money, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I dumped so much money into arcades and still had a blast. But I don't I don't have that arcade. I don't get to take it home with me. It's gone now, you know, they they don't make them yep. that yep. kind of thing, right? So, I look at digital in the same factor and I'm sure I am a very very minor section of people who look at digital that way. But if a game is old enough, which you said it Josh, it takes a while before this stuff happens. Yeah. If I've got my money out of it, my time out of it, and I feel satisfied, then I'm usually not, uh, you know, a negative Nancy about it. It's like, you know what? It was a good run. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got my life out of yeah. it. I got my money out of it. Uh, same thing goes with a disc. I mean, if you play a game long enough, uh, 
it's going to ruin the disc. It, I've seen it happen to people. It, you burn the disc up. It just can only read so many times. Um, so it could happen to that as well. And, you know, they both suck in a way, but yeah, I look at it as, uh, as long as I got my life out of the thing, you know what I mean? Um, absolutely. I hear you. Another con to discs is they can get scratched up and screwed up and then they don't work right. And, you know, like I'm running into a star Fox, right? Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. So if I had that on a digital platform, I wouldn't be running into read errors. Probably it would just be functioning. Uh, so that's, that's my spin on it. What's your spin, Josh? Uh, yeah, I mean, physical is great for preservation. Uh, I'm in, if you have it longer, you almost have to play it less frequently. Like, like we're saying, right. Everything goes through where, you know, electronics heat cycle, it degrades the silicone and the plastics and the components. It's just the nature of physics and how nature works. And so you can, uh, preserve it that way, but I'm like, I'm with you. Right. So I haven't really looked that hard at playing like my original Pokemon silver that much. Yeah. Like I got a cartridge somewhere. Like I got red somewhere. Guess was the last time I actually touched those cartridges, except for looking at it when I moved me like, yeah, I'll play that someday and putting <laughs> it in, in a shell in a drawer for right. the next five years. And I, I could tell you exactly where it's at, but I, I haven't touched it since. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, especially for my play style, right? Because I don't jump as around it as much as uh, like you do. Like I, sure. I play the game until I would, I say play it to death, but I play it until I'm satisfied and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm on to the next adventure. There, there are a few certain ones that have resonated with me enough to return to. And some of those are roguelikes that are meant to be come back to. Right. Right. So it doesn't bother me as much, especially when it comes to like maintaining old stores. Of course, the whole community has pushed back super hard. And a lot of the companies have luckily listened and kept a lot of those older stores online for purchases, even with like six month lead times. Like when it comes time, people are like, no, 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 please, please don't. And like you had six months. Right. But they've listened. They, they realize I have an audience, a couple bucks to be made, maybe just enough to keep the servers online. Which, you know, maybe it's enough for the company, but I honestly, I don't blame it. When it comes time, like, yeah, it's been 15, 20 years. And that stuff costs money. Me personally, I'm looking for new adventures. I, game preservation, I'm, I'm on board for. I think it's important, but at some point, I, I would like some money to go towards the games that are coming out and to making them really good as well so I can have new experiences with that as well. Um, I'm a big proponent of digital because I live in a small town uh, and True. I guess I could have it delivered to my house. But, you know, for me to, I could maybe stop after work, but I got to get home for the dogs and, and stuff like that. So it's much more convenient for me to like get home, make a couple of button presses and like, yeah, here's, here's my credit card information. Right. Download it in a couple hours. I'm playing it. And so I, I'm busy doing life and then it downloads in the background and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. So I, I didn't, honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a physical game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're more digital on everything than I am. And while you were talking there, one of the things that did come to mind for me for a pro for, di for disc for physical is sharing. Okay. So, um, yeah. 
And, yeah. the, and the reason that came to mind for me was because I do buy everything for the Switch that has a physical release physically. I buy every cartridge. Uh, oh, okay. And that's yeah. because I have children. And that's because I want to share the game. <laughs> and uh, you have like four Switches in your house. Right, yeah. And it functions, right? It, it makes sense. So it's like yeah. I have yeah. all the consoles. I have the kids who enjoy the same stuff as I do because I'm just a big kid. That's really all I am. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to play games, but be able to play them with them as well. So and I want them to enjoy them without, you know, having to, uh, you know, double up a spending or whatever the case may be. And discs were that way, obviously, too, uh, with it comes to sharing. You know, if if you don't have, uh, for example, like you can share your digital library on a PlayStation or an Xbox with one other person, but that's it. So if you have, you know, same same deal if you have four you know people in your house well only one of them can play what you play if it's digital right right Right. uh so that that is also a positive but um it it only outweighs it for the switch for me because i like like you said there's four of them in my house so if we all four want to play mario kart at the same time well, I mean, we could play together. Uh, I guess Mario Kart's a bad example, but like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's designed, yeah. Right. If there you, you go, if, Breath if, of the Wild, if, yeah. If you want to play that game, it's like, okay, yeah. Um, what's only on my system, though? Like, oh, man. And then, like, you have save files to deal with, and do you move one? Is he going to delete mine? You know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. it's kind of a hassle that you can ignore and uh, just share the cartridge, and you're good because the save file's on the system, not the cartridge with the Switch. Um, yeah, which is also a good and bad thing, but it's a whole nother story. But as far as now, the second part of the question with series S versus X, so consoles themselves being physical versus digital, which PlayStation has one of these as well, uh, yep. with the, with the discless version. Um, the, uh, the biggest, I think, purveyor for digital is cost. I mean, a series S is two ninety nine versus four ninety nine, So it's $200 savings out the gate um yeah no disk drive so for you know a single person or you know someone who just doesn't have any other gamers in their house and it's just their thing to go with i mean why not go with something that's going to save you 200 bucks and go buy a couple of games digitally with that money you saved you know um yeah yeah the thing's great it's super tiny it runs awesome uh there's a little bit of power differences um between you know the two on the x and the s but on the playstation there's zero power difference you just save a there's no bucks. difference yeah you save a hundred dollars it's a really hundred dollar difference yeah, right and i've been, I did, I I've didn't been searching know that, yeah i've been searching for one of the digital playstations but uh i gave up i'm like oh, i just keep the one that has the the hemorrhoid or whatever on it right you know <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, because you found me the disc version. And a lot, well, at the time, they were nearly impossible to get. Yeah. So, like, I'll pay whatever system you found. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. And I, I've used my disc drive a few times. I do have a few PS4 games I have mm. on disc. Um, honestly, the most recent I've used it is as a DVD player. Yeah. To watch The Office with my wife. Nice. I we don't we have a DVD player somewhere. It's probably just caked in dust by now. Yeah. Why use it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could have done the same thing with my PS4, but it it is a little bit nice to have, uh, especially since like shows like the office went to a whole different streaming service that we didn't want to pay for. So we have the box set now. And so, you know, it doubles as a media player and a system. Uh, So, 
I mean, if you're looking for a total replacement, I would go with the disc. If you have other methods of watching stuff, I would go discless. That's a good point, uh, too. I mean, I wasn't even thinking of media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten some use out of my disc drive, but it's not like an everyday occurrence. It's, it's, it's a once in a blue moon when we're feeling the office or if I want to play Monster Hunter, which is one of my physical copies or something like that. Um, you know, I, I pl- I'll plop it in there. But yeah, like 99% of the time, I could have probably went with the digital but I mean, at the same time, like it is nice to have that disc drive. But, right. Like, if you have other options, I mean, the discless versions of both consoles could be completely viable. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I guess the last thing, since you brought up media, got my brain to spend a little bit on that. Is if you want to watch something, say in 4K, you can do that on your Xbox and your PlayStation with the disc. If you go buy the 4K DVD or Blu-ray. Um, yeah. If you want to watch something in 4K and stream it, you have to have the fast enough internet. You have to have the right package through whatever streaming service. Oh, yeah. Streaming 4K is a, is, is a decent load. Yeah. 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 And um, I think the only way you can stream through 4K on like like a movie, if you pick a movie for me, and at least in my like world, is you got to buy the HD 4K version uh, or you need to rent that version to be able to get it. Uh, so yeah, there's yeah. that going on. But if you, for example, you have Netflix, Netflix wants to charge you, I think it's like $20 a month to be able to even get 4k stream to your house. So you're going to pay. Oh, really? Right. I didn't realize that much. My TV's not 4k. Yeah. So I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a lot. Um, so the, uh, the savings, uh, you would spend it, you know, to get a, a, a disc version of a console, but you could just buy a movie in 4K for 20 bucks, which most of them are, and you're watching it in 4K on your TV without having to pay for some ridiculous streaming service to watch one or two yeah. 4K movies a month, maybe, right? Uh, so, yeah. so there is that as well. Uh, but as far as gaming goes, I think that's the answer. I think, uh, I, th- I think there's clear cuts, positives for negatives for both, but, uh, I lean more heavily digital when it just doesn't involve others, right? When there's others that I want to share, that's when I go cartridge or uh, physical. Yep. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hopefully that helps uh, answer your question and uh, gives you a little bit of a uh, insight into our thoughts on that. And let us know what you guys think, uh, disc versus digital. Where, where do you guys lean more uh, and why? and give us an idea what you guys are doing out there hell yeah all right well before we end the episode each week uh we like to play a little bit of mind games with each other so then what this is is we take 60 seconds and we think of something and the other person has 60 seconds to guess what we are thinking about so uh josh are you gonna guess or are you gonna ask am i gonna guess or are you gonna ask i guess Ooh, I will guess first. Ooh, so I guess I got I one in mind. I've been I'll eating be, it lately. I've been prepared, sir. So I've I've had one since the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. A whole hour old idea. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna kick up the uh, the countdown, and Josh has sixty seconds. Go. Ooh, is this? Uh, an exclusive game. Oh, mm, uh, yeah. 
I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, is this a Nintendo game? Yes. Uh, is this a man main franchise game? Yes. Mario? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is this an upgrade for in Mario? No. Uh, is this a character in Mario? Yes, sir. Is it Mario? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it uh, is it Bowser? Yes, you got it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. I got it. I got one. Got I got one. one. <laughs> he got one. He got one, fellas. Not wow, right. man, not even really under the under the wire. Yeah, dude. I was they're... trying to think, uh, because I saw your your post about Jack Black really uh, doing a good job with uh, Bowser, so and good. so that was one of my like next guests. Yeah, yeah, he did. He stole the movie, guys. If you haven't seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, it's great. Go watch it, and then jump over to our Loud Thumbs Playground, which is on the channel right now, right below this video. Should be. Uh, you guys can uh, watch or listen to that on the podcast feeds and YouTube. Hell yeah, man, you gotta check it out. It. Uh, what what that guy stole the show such a such a fun time watching jack black be bowser such a good time so, yeah, yeah yeah and i was i was surprised to see you said uh chris pratt really didn't throw you off as mario with no he like he didn't obtuse italian accent he did not nope and that's the other reason i was thinking bowser because he's right here staring me in the face nice he's yeah one of, he's one that's of my pals figure too yeah. he podcasts yeah. he, he podcasts with me every week so <laughs> he's he's the <laughs> he's the third loud thumb oh uh, yes nice. um all right you got one ready sir i do oh hopefully not too obscure but you've guessed like all of mine <laughs> so i gotta make it a little harder hey that's only fair man it's only fair yeah all yeah. right dude here we go here we go all right. Um, are you um, exclusive title? I'll start with that. Yes. Okay. Um, is this a PC title? No. Okay. Uh, PlayStation? Nope. Uh, Nintendo? Yes. Okay, Nintendo title. Uh, in the Zelda franchise? It is. Ooh, it's in the Zelda franchise. Okay, uh, is this uh, a Zelda game? Yes. Okay. A game? A Zelda game. Okay, is it Zelda... It's not Zelda 2, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's in a Zelda game. Maybe I should be more oh, specific. Oh, in, in a Zelda game. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a weapon? It is. Uh, it's not the Master Sword, right? That's behind you. We already did that one. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, is it... Uh, is, is it the Ocarina of Time? It is not. Uh, is it... It is a weapon. Uh, is it a Deku, a Deku shield? It is not. Damn. Um, a few more seconds. I misunderstood your one question. Okay. Um, is it um, the uh, the Hy Hyrule shield? No, it is not. Uh, bummer. All right. I lost. <laughs> All right. It's a little obscure. It's the uh, the Great Fairy Sword from Majora's Mask. Ooh. Oh, I haven't got it yet. Okay. I've read about it in the uh, guide. I've read uh, about it in the guide. Oh, that's right. You haven't yet. played that one. Nope. That feels a little unfair. Oh, I forgot you. Sorry. I didn't beat that it's game all good. yet. I'm just learning stuff. That's all, <laughs> that's all it's about, man. It's a good time. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't got it yet. Yeah, we have read about it. We read a little head in the game just to see where we got to go next. Because, you know, them guides in Zelda, man, they, 
they just uh they have to be used in my household <laughs> yeah it's pretty much the great the big goron sword in majora's mask <laughs> oh okay i got you, I got it, you. It, it's a bigger sword it, it's weird that it uses like a different button it's like a different item than your regular sword so you have your regular sword and that oh. sword oh <laughs> interesting. The same time. Okay. yeah it's not a replacement for your like regular sword which i thought was a weird weird choice so they treat it like an item but it's a weapon yeah, you got to plus one of your arrow buttons to use it. Okay. First. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I am playing it with the uh, the wireless uh, Nintendo Online N64 controller, so I'll get the full effect. Oh, this thing's so cool. It is yeah. super cool. It really is. Playing Wave Race and stuff on it really just takes takes me back. Uh, but now I can play it on the actual N64, which is really takes me back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, hey, that is it for this episode, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, first live stream. So uh, hopefully it went well for everybody out there. I didn't see any negative feedback. I mean, we had a little bit of chatting going on, so that's good. Uh, we always Hell want yeah. more chatting. We need to load the chat up with some people so we can talk video games with everybody else as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I apologize for the technical difficulties starting a little late tonight. But next, uh, to work out them bugs. That's right. Yeah. I, I got it figured out that time. So the next one, uh, we will we will be on time. So we will not be that late. But we will be back in a couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to do some streaming. Don't know what we'll stream yet as far as games go. Josh and I always chat about that throughout the week and see what we're feeling for that day. So we'll announce that when the time gets closer. But tune in yes, uh, still same time, 7 p.m. Wednesdays. Uh, we'll be on Twitch streaming um, whatever we stream. Or maybe some Ghostbusters. We chatted about that once. We have been a few minutes since we've been back into that it's one. It's true. So. That game is hella fun. Really, really fun. Uh, so. More people need to buy it. It's way yeah. more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. Un really, it got rated good, but it's underrated as far as people uh, showing it some love. It is. I haven't heard anyone else talk about it, yeah. and more people should. They really should. It's a good time. It's a really good time. All right. Well, that is it. Thanks again for tuning in being part of our first ever live stream, and we're off to year three, so here we go. Until the next one, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, Lisa Westerberg, Zach Mezra, Holden Moffitt, SirsFurniture.com.